0: gonna teach on the Antichrist? (laughs) It just seemed like it was important. Now there's a, it's not scriptural, but to know thine enemy. And um, we're all believers, I believe, in this room. And it just feels like if we know the works of the enemy, we can be prepared against it. Sometimes, do you ever feel like you got blindsided by something? It's like, where did that come from? And also the Bible says, Um, it's a long day. (laughs) Um, The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're uh, spiritual to the tearing down of strongholds. And if you can't recognize a stronghold when it's confronting you, what are you going to do? You can fall apart. You can have someone pray for you. You could um, cry out to Jesus, and those are all excellent things. But in a way, to be... Uh, forearmed or forewarned is to be prepared to deal with it. Um, uh, You can recognize it and avoid it is what I guess I'm trying to say. So this study is going to summarize uh, some of the characteristics of the Antichrist because that's really the next big hurdle in our lives. We're going to have earthquakes, we're going to have floods, we're going to have famine, we're going to have fires. But he was working in the midst of it to Cause people's faith to be destroyed, to tear them away from their moorings in Jesus Christ, to forget to look up and see their redemption drawing nigh. And and the cry of my heart is after talking about all this end of the world kind of stuff and the revelation of Jesus Christ in the midst of it, I just feel uh, probably would have been better to start off with the Antichrist than to end with it. But nevertheless, here we are. So um, if you're taking notes at all, uh, just you don't have to by any means, but 2 Thessalonians 2, verses 1 to 12 have a good description, Daniel 7, 8 to 28. I can give you a few more. But the, pow- the Antichrist power is identified by several names in Scripture. And this power is referred to as the man of sin, the son of perdition, the mystery of iniquity. If you look at any one of those names, they're pretty all-inclusive, and it's sort of like the top commander of the army, which he is, and all the, the little devils underneath him. The Antichrist power, when we talked about the beast in my last time, um, it's simply referred to as the little horn makes it sound sort of insignificant compared to the other descriptions that were there. So in a way, it's like you don't know your enemy yet. And so that's the point of this. Um, I don't know why, in a good part of my life, I've been interested in pursuing an understanding of um, our enemy, how he approaches us, how to get rid of him, how to ignore him, how to run to Jesus Christ in the midst of all the troubles that this enemy can bring upon us so the power referred to as a little horn and a king of fierce or arrogant countenance it comes from Revelation 13 It's the same the same power is presented as a composite beast from the sea which I talked about last session And from Revelation 17, the Apostle John refers to the Antichrist as Mystery Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and the abominations of the earth. Finally, from 1 John 2, the Apostle simply refers to this power as Antichrist. I refer to him as A.C. (laughs) A little air conditioning from hell. (laughs) Now, since all these names refer to the same power, that is the Antichrist of biblical privacy. I'm going to be using the various names interchangeably in relationship to the Antichrist because it kind of has different uh, innuendos. His name has two vital meanings. One is um, he wars against... It's against Christ. Antichrist means against Christ. He wars against the pure religion of Jesus Christ. He finds so-called every jot and tittle and can tear it apart, particularly in a new believer's mind. Well, why does the church do this? That's really stupid. And he plants these little seeds that grow into weeds and pretty soon you have a field of tares. Um, He wars against the pure religion of Christ and his saints. The second meaning of the word antichrist means in the place of Christ. And that's why in a way I felt it was important to give a revelation of this horrible entity so that you know your enemy and you can recognize it a mile away and you can confront it if you have that capacity or you can flee and call upon the name of Jesus. But the, the most important thing is that you're not Um, surprised by him, you recognize him and you just say, in the name of Jesus, be gone. And I think, you know, most of the people in this room understand intercession and spiritual warfare, but a large body of the Christ that Jesus has his eyes on, they need to know these things and they need to have people like us to help them, not to point fingers, but just to encourage them where they're stuck. And it's really the oppression of the Antichrist that is drawing them away and causing them to lose hope in the salvation of Jesus Christ. I thought if I was saved, this wouldn't happen to me anymore, you know? How come I don't have enough money but everybody else does? And and he just plants these little seeds of doubt in our minds. So in other words, this power of the Antichrist, he tries to usurp the worship that is due to Jesus Christ. And and part of the way he does that is gambling. You know, I need more money. If I just go to Reno or where's the other place they go to gambles? Las Vegas. Vegas. If I just go there, I have $100. I can take the bus there for $20. Maybe I'll come back with a 1000 You know, and they get entangled in these stupid things. And people, people are doing it by the busloads every weekend, you know. And if they had a friend like one of us, just, hey, come on over for dinner this weekend. Let me show you the love of Christ. You don't have to say that to them like that. But, you know, we can be used as a buffer in the enemy zone to bring people into the love of Jesus Christ. And I think it's so important. Um, I don't know how many of you, women especially, would say you have a gift of hospitality. If you have even an inkling of it, exercise it. A tuna fish sandwich given with love is so much more important than staying at home and starving. Think about it. There's lonely people, and, and we have to rise up. We have to be willing to touch those around us that are more feeble, a little bit weak, or they're strong, but occasionally there's a big downfall. We've got to be there for them and encourage them because the enemy is just waiting for the person who's hurting when nobody shows up. Okay. Um, the char- I have some characteristics here of the Antichrist that are outlined from various biblical passages. And I'd like you to, as I go through it, don't make notes. Just ask the Lord what's important for you to, to remember about, okay? Because by having this note in your Bible is disgusting. <laughs> So the little horn, or the Antichrist, received his power, seat, and authority from the dragon. And that's Daniel 7-8, Daniel 8-9, Revelation thirteen two. if you need proof. The little horn arose among the 10 horns. And I mentioned that with the last description that I did. And the general consensus, when you study that beast that I described, it comes out of Europe, and, and the, the Holy Roman Empire, take away the word holy, the Roman Empire <laughs> um, extends far more than we think it does at this moment. I had some maps that didn't get, I didn't submit them to, for distribution, but it's amazing how big the Roman Empire was, and it'll be restored. And from that, and the coalition of governments that's going to come forth, it's the, it's the beast raising his ugly head, Um, the the Antichrist is going to rise up through that, most likely. I'm not God, so I can't guarantee that. (laughs) Okay, the little horn arose after the ten horns. The little horn became stouter or stronger or of more um, uh, ability, persuasive ability than the other ten horns. He has the authority, if you will, more powerful. Just remember who's more powerful than the Antichrist. Who is it? What's his name? You guys got it. Whoa. Steve, you preached good this last one, in case I didn't know yet already. So um, the little horn plucked up three of the ten horns. Now, the, the little horn is the Antichrist. It Plucked up three of the horns of the ten, which would be the revived Roman Empire by their roots, which means they were done away with, okay? Um, the little horn had eyes like the eyes of a man. I've been trying to figure out, does that mean he is a man, he looks like a man, or that he can see into the hearts of men so clearly, like God can see our hearts, Jesus can? Perhaps the, Satan is the same way. Satan doesn't know what we're thinking unless we say it. So be careful what you say. Don't confess or admit to, oh, I'm so wiped out. I can't do another thing. Oh, my gosh, I don't think I'll go to church today because blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah, you shouldn't. You shouldn't have to go to church. You know, it's okay. You can, you can stay home and have a cup of tea <laughs> or, or any other kind of temptation. If you voice it out loud, Satan hears it. But you can have it in your mind and and say, Lord, help, I don't know what to do about this, and the Holy Spirit will guide you through it. These are very simple things that most of you already know, but it's the wiles of Satan out to destroy you, little things, sort of like a little um, pepper in a glass of lemonade. You know, it destroys the whole glass. Uh, Those eyes like a man. In other words, this power is led by a powerful human leader, who is described as a king, who understands dark sentences. That's Daniel 8.23, which means, what does it mean, understands dark sentences? It means he's an expert in enigmas, puzzles, or mysteries. And there's a lot of mysteries. There's books entitled, you know, The Mysteries of Babylon, The Mysteries of Da-da-da-da, he understands these things, and he knows how to use them against us. And most of us are built with a fairly good-sized sense of curiosity. And so when it's something new, it tickles us. And we're going, to, oh, let me check that one out. Remember, I remember being young and, and very impressionable. And, um, oh, never mind, doesn't matter. We just need to be on guard. The other, This little horn, or the AC was different from the other horns or powers that preceded it. And, and it was the only little horn out of ten that was different like that. This power, he is an apostate religious system. That comes from Revelation 17.1. And, and I know in, the, in our generation there's been a lot of uh, accusations thrown against various religious organizations that have gathered oh, yeah, well, that's not God, that's an antichrist system, blah, 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 blah. We have to be really careful as believers and discerning and to hold our tongues a lot of times and just talk to the Lord in the Spirit because when you say something, it doesn't go away. You make an impression in people's minds. So guard your tongue. Don't, don't say things, even if they're true. If you can hold back from expressing it, um, it's like wildfire. Bad news flies really fast. So the Antichrist power will speak great words and blasphemy against God. He shall magnify himself in his heart, and he will destroy many by peace. peace. He'll He'll have promises of peace. You just do this. Everything's going to be okay. We have to be on our guard. We have to... That, that's why being a prayer warrior is so important a lot of times we pray in tongues We don't even really know except where our thoughts are but God can take that yieldedness of our spirit and Turn it where he wants it to go and apply those words in situations that need the prayer at the time So don't forsake speaking in tongues particularly when you're by yourself. Just use it as a tool and, and I mean seriously use it as a sword That's what I see, and I see people do that also, and yeah, it's really important. Don't forsake that. So this AC will think to change God's times and laws, and it's funny. um, We used to live in Arizona, and they don't do daylight savings time over there. I think I'm saying that correctly. And, and there's a lot of, like, you, you shouldn't be changing the times, you know. That's not of God, you know. You shouldn't change your clock to blah, to blah, 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 blah. And I I'd sort of chuckled over it. I thought it was funny because, um, and I knew about this word, change God's times and laws. That's something to ponder. See how the Lord puts that into your heart? We do change laws. You're now allowed to get an abortion. Probably pretty soon you'll have to get an abortion. You know, if you've had three kids, you don't need any more. Um, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. This power also persecutes and kills the saints of God. Uh, several scriptures. From Daniel 8:24. we're told that this power shall destroy the mighty and holy people. And through his policy... He shall also cause craft to prosper in his hand. And I've seen that word used a number of times in relationship to the Antichrist. And I looked it up, I I prayed about it, and all I can come out of it is witchcraft. And um, does anyone else bear witness to that? Thank you. Yeah. Moving on. His power shall be mighty, but not by his own power. The the Antichrist we're talking about is filled with, who? Who? Satan. It's Satan's power that he's filled up with. We're filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. He's got another thing going on. Um, This king does not have a military muscle of his own. Now this is very interesting, especially in these particular times. He relies on state powers to carry forward his evil purposes. So when we hear of wars and rumors of wars, um, I don't think it's necessarily like a vice president or a chancellor or some other political person who could be really ignorant of spiritual things, but they've yielded and Satan can use them and the the biggest mouth usually wins. So... um, you just have to, you have to be on your guard to recognize truth and what's not truth. The Antichrist's power, and I think we're getting ready for this, is a universal religious system. And it's hard to know how that will play out, but um, it could be part of the chip that they put in our hand. I don't know what, but we have to guard, we have to treasure the ability to assemble ourselves together. It's it's a gift from God, and when that's it's been torn down in other countries at various times, we have to really uh, recognize the blessings the Lord's poured in our life. Because if we don't, they will evaporate, caused by the spirit of the Antichrist, because he's a manipulator. And this Antichrist power is described as the mother of all apostate churches apostate means taking away from God what, what belongs to God. And there's a lot of churches. Uh, California has a lot of them. Other states like Iowa might not be so bad. But, and probably um, Kentucky might be okay too. <laughs> 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 but anyways, wh- when you see the church of the new motherhood or the church of... Um, you know, the I don't know, there's different names, but just be on your guard. Anything that isn't exalting Jesus Christ, we need to recognize it and just talk to the people around us who don't know any better. And don't be shy about it. I know I go down a street and I'll see things and I'll go, no, 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 that's, that's not God, that's not right. But I just think it, I don't do anything about it. So I'm kind of, as I'm preaching this, I'm preaching to myself to start moving on this. Because somebody has to put truth out there, right? The Lone Rangers get a little column in the paper and people throw the paper away. We need to be that living word always. So the Antichrist power, and this is interesting, is decked with gold and precious stones. This is from Revelation 17.4. And pearls, in other words, this power is an extremely rich organization. I'm not making comments on what I think about that. Um, I'll leave that to you and the Holy Spirit. But they they exhibit great wealth. Let's just put it that way. The Antichrist power is clothed in purple and scarlet color, which again, traditionally, these are scriptures. That's Revelation 17:4. Um, just the fancy lifestyle. The you know, I'm better than you and and. I, The rich world that um, is... I'll leave it there. (laughs) This power... Now, this is a tricky one. This power sits on seven mountains. How many of you are familiar with that scripture or vaguely familiar? Jan, I know. Okay, some of you. I've done not much research, but some. But, you know, Rome is built on seven mountains. So being an ex-Roman Catholic. (laughs) I'm really familiar with that. Um, She's that great city that reigns over the kings of the earth. And in the Middle Ages, um, the Catholic Church had great control over who would be made king, who was going to marry who, how to keep the Catholic Church uh, the way they wanted it to be kept, not necessarily in a biblical format. So... I'm not saying Catholicism, please, if this is being recorded, I'm not saying Catholicism is of the devil, but I'm saying be on your guard and ask the Holy Spirit to guide you at all times. And anything that um, is flaunting opulent lifestyle above and beyond normal opulent lifestyle, take a double look. I won't mention, I have some things, but I'm not going to say it. Okay, the Antichrist power, okay, scarlet and purple, the, it sits on the mountains, it was to reign, the Antichrist power was to reign for, for 1260 days. That's 1260 days, which equals three and a half years. So, I think that says something about the times that we're going to be entering into in terms of the tribulation. And we know that, anyways. Daniel 7 25, Revelation 13. Yeah, Daniel 7 and Revelation, I think 13 and 18, are really key chapters to read. He's going to receive a deadly wound after his 1,260 day reign. However, this deadly wound will be healed, and the entire world will wonder at the miracle that happened to him. That's quite something to ponder, isn't it? He might even be on TV if we still have electricity. Think of that, if you paid your bill in the appropriate fashion. Thank you, Cammy. Somebody had to laugh at that. Okay, the Antichrist power will utilize the vehicle of peace to destroy many. That's Daniel 8:25. Peace, 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 peace. This is the only way we're going to have peace. If you don't comply with our rules for peace, off with your little finger, or off with your head, or, you know, go jump in the lake and don't come back out, that kind of stuff. Probably that's mild compared to what they'll really do to us. So these are the characteristics, some of them, of the Antichrist power that are written in the Word of God. The million dollar question though is, which power in the world fulfills all these identifying characteristics? If you're able to answer this question, then we would have discovered the true antichrist of biblical prophecy. I was gonna, Jan and I talked about this and we laughed a little bit, but we were going to, um, Take a poll at the end of this presentation. How many think it's this person? How many thinks it's that person? We're going to count them up and vote who the Antichrist was. But we spared you, Steve. (laughs) We knew you wouldn't appreciate that. So thank you, guys. Um, Just put on your armor. Don't forget, it's your responsibility to pray and to uphold the name of the Lord in every aspect of your life.
1: Amen. Amen.